Hello, strangers on the internet, living your dreams, whatever weird, sick, twisted thing that might be. Welcome to Nitwick, the show about friends and video games and occasionally candles and definitely cabins. I'm your boy, Drew. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. And we're back here to talk about a special little thing called Game Jams. I'm not really sure how else to introduce Game Jams other than it's a really cool title and it means sitting around with friends and uh, making video games. Which, yeah. You know. It's it's the one aspect of games that I have uh, only looked at and never tried. That's true. And so this week, Zach is going to give us some hard, some hard questions about what Game Jams are and we're going to try and answer them for him to the best of our ability. I'm going to be a real hard-hitting interviewer. Don't hold back. But Drew. Yes, Adam? What the hell even is a game jam? Oh, gosh. Adam, you know, you're right. We need to explain what those are. Because I realized, I, I was talking to my cousin earlier today, and I told mm -hmm. him, hey, we're going to do an episode about game jam. He said, what the hell is a game jam? Like, oh. Oh, yeah. Uh. There's a lot of folks who don't know what those are. You know, that's a really think, good point. <laughs> I think we kind of picked this one because we had recently, because I think you had recently been doing a couple, and we'd been talking about it. And then we were like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Yeah, What yeah. the hell is it? Yeah, well, um... It's an open-ended term, but the best way I could describe it is it's a—it's kind of like a micro-contest. They usually last anywhere between a few days to a few hours to maybe a week. And it's a team of developers of different disciplines coming together and making a game in a very quick amount of time. Sometimes there's a theme, sometimes there are certain limitations, sometimes the idea is just use a, fun, a funny tool or do something kind of novel. And it's typically just like a really good way to meet people who are into the same kind of things you might be into. Um, it's a way to practice an idea, learn a new skill, and eat a shitload of pizza without feeling bad about yourself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that is one universal I found for most game jams is when you go to these and when you participate in these, say goodbye to whatever diet you're on. Oh, absolutely. That's gone. Absolutely. Uh, and like they don't even try to hide the, like they, they don't try to hide it behind like, oh, well, you know, here's a snack um for you. Here's something good. Um, there's always like really greasy pizza, like always greasy, <laughs> always lots of meat lovers. They'll usually have like was, a big like like what's the term for it? But like a big old like keg of coffee and like <laughs> it. So uh -huh. so it's got the same. It has the same. It, it's got the same energy as um being like a college student in like an engineering course <laughs> deep late into the night pretty much everyone is tired there's a shitload of coffee going around and everybody's ordering pizza well see that's the thing you're not tired do you know how much caffeine is flowing through your body right now <laughs> if you drink that last cup of coffee you will transcend this mortal coil sorry i want to clarify i don't drink coffee so usually when i was at these events i was always tired as fuck and everything was hilarious <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a college experience. <laughs> but to to go back to like what a game jam is, I, I'm I think they kind of derive themselves from like like a game jam is kind of like deriving itself from like a music jam when people like musicians would get together and would like jam like you know just kind of jam together. You're kind of just coming by and kind of coming up with whatever thing you kind of want to do. That's kind of the always been my interpretation of kind of what a game jam is. It's uh, like Drew said. There's usually there's sometimes some rules or stuff or uh, sometimes it's a contest, but most often than not, it's usually just like a bunch of people getting together to effectively jam out a game. Like say, hey, let's come together. Let's just kind of build something. Uh, I think the one that most people probably 
probably know of is more about the the ones that are like the sponsored ones uh which i think we'll probably mostly talk about because those are kind of the, the more structured ones rather than the hey guys this weekend my place we're gonna do a game jam kind of yeah deal. yeah yeah like there there's there's all kinds and like you said adam like they can definitely be like heavily sponsored like the global game jam uh, i'm sure like unity will have theirs at some point you know like yeah. There's also like the more kind of low-key independent ones like Ludum Dare. I know that if you go online, there are just lists of, honestly, there's like usually one happening almost every month, depending on how vigorously you search. Mm. Uh, though I do know right. people tend to want to go to the ones that are more well-known because you'll meet more people and, you know, you'll be able to maybe have like a more catered to experience, right? Versus like yeah. you said, head to my garage, we're not leaving for for 48 hours and when we emerge we're gonna have a shmup and like think about it do you really want to go to sketchy mike's uh place i don't know sketchy mike might have a good uh unity understanding but he's pretty sketchy i wouldn't go there can i just say i am actually very tempted like as a post-covid thing that we could do is just three of us could just like strap down in somebody's place and game jam for a weekend see that assumes covid ever ends zach i just (laughs) i have hope all right See, we could do it during COVID. We could just like, uh, that's, uh, to like, kind of like scan through a little. Um, the one that I most recently did was just me hanging out in my apartment with my computers opened up, Discord at the ready and just going back and forth. We had, uh, you know, like we got Git set up. We had like a little design doc. Like it's very doable as just on your own. You don't need to mm-hmm. physically be in these places. Though you do you do miss part of the experience, I will say. Like it's, right. it's a different yeah. experience. That's actually one thing I was about to say. It's weird to me because I know there have been people that do solo game jams. Mm-hmm. And I always found that kind of odd. It's like, wait a minute. That's just working on something. That's not really a game jam. I always feel like game jams kind of have to have multiple people. But, you know... If you want to jam by yourself solo, that's that's fine, I guess. That does that does sound like every time I've opened up RPG Maker and started working on something, right? I'll like work on it all weekend and then never touch it again. So I'm like, like, is that a game jam? <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. it. You could call it that if you structured your weekend specifically around it and said, "This is mm-hmm. all I'm working on. This is my big thing." Then yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you could just say you did your own yeah, very so. low key game jam. You know, you had an idea, you wanted to prototype yeah. it out. Did you have a slice of pizza that weekend? Oh, it's not a game jam if you didn't have that slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh man, dude, I I haven't had pizza since before the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh, no, I did, I did in like March. Last time oh. I had pizza was like in March. Um, uh huh. And funny story, I'll be having pizza again this week, but I'll get to it later. That is a hilarious story. That's uh that that might be the lesson <laughs> of the day. Um. <laughs> well, Zach, we'll let you get to your questions. Because I know you yeah. had hard-hitting questions. Hit us. So, uh, I'm going to steal. I didn't write all of these questions. Some of them were written by other people. But I thought I would just uh, be the person, the the interviewer, and you both would be the interviewees. Um, and so I guess the first opening question is is that you guys have both participated in game jams. Um, like, what, what game jams have you guys participated in? Oh. So um, let, me, let me go first, Drew, because my list is actually pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done... Maybe like one official game jam. I did, did the you say global. Huh? Maybe one. Sorry, <laughs> I have. To... <laughs> you, are you uncertain as to whether or not you did a game jam? It, it was a long weekend. He doesn't know where he was. That okay. weekend was a fever dream. To this day, <laughs> I still don't really know what happened. Later down, when we we'll have some fun experiences, but this was the uh, global game jam. 
that I participated in one uh, one weekend. Um, actually, funny enough, that was one I participated uh, with Drew as well. Yeah, it was uh, me and Drew. Did well, that was that. the Wizards um, game, right? Wizards. The Wizards game. And, yeah, uh, we'll have to we'll have to actually talk about some of the games we made. But that's like the one like big official game jam uh, that I've done. The I've done some like, little small things here or there. Um, but those are more just kind of like meetup things. In my head, the only really official game jam I've done was a global game jam. But I can't fucking remember what year that was. It, it was a past one. It was it was before 2020. <laughs> no, it was a future one. It was one, a past one so. before. <laughs> God damn it, Drew. Anyways, uh, Drew, I assume you've done a lot more game jams. Uh, I've done a few. Let's see here. Like, I remember my first one was actually, I actually did it solo. So thank you for all the shade. It's truly appreciated. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Um, this, it's fine. Big oof. It was, I think it was back in high school and this was, this was before I was really going down the path of a programmer. It was Mm Ludum Dare, which I highly recommend to anyone. It's very low key. It's brings in all types. They have fun little themes. It, it's very, I don't want to use the word quaint, but it is like kind of a no frills game jam. I, I used it as an excuse to learn ActionScript better, which is the coding language that was used to make Flash at the time. And I made a cool little uh, horror game about being trapped inside with an evil AI, which um, brought everything Ooh. full circle this year. I'm I'm getting just from, from deep inside the well of memories um, that I know of from Drew... I'm getting Newgrounds vibes from this. Oh, absolutely, Zach. Like, yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> and what's fun, I'll touch on this later, but one of the best parts about doing these things for me is going back years later and seeing how jank of a thing I, like, shelled out and knowing uh-huh. how jank it is and always being happy and surprised when it actually still works. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Flash Player still kind of exists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I just personally know how how hard-coded a lot of that code was and i had like a typing mechanism but it was like you had to click i don't want to get into it it's too painful um but that's ludum dare it's great um again you can do it solo you can do it in a team i actually did it again this year with uh, my buddy alec uh we made Mm -hmm. a spooky uh game based off of a bad commute oh man now i want to can I, can I, can you just send that game to me? Because I am the, the person who needs to play the I fucking hate commutes game. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know what? Um, we're actually cleaning it up a bit right now. Uh, I can get a build to you next weekend when I fix that bug that I'm like really mad about. How's that sound? Okay. Yeah, Fantastic. that's fine. <laughs> fix, fix your angry bug. <laughs> now, Zach, the wait for this build will be like sitting in the commute forever and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> It's, it's a just real a experience <laughs> already. No, no. Okay, sitting sitting in traffic and commutes makes me um makes me like less angry about bug fixing. Like because commute traffic is just you sit in traffic and nothing fucking happens. <laughs> Zach, um, do you ever have that like existential moment where you're sitting in traffic and it's like it's not like the kind of traffic that's just going slow. It's like you've been stopped and you're just like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Oh god, I I don't want to relive those memories. No, let's keep going with game jams, yes, which are so always yeah, moving. Let's go back to game jams. So moving um, on, um, there was um, actually I did the San Diego one, which um, 
Ooh. Again, you know, we're all remote right now, so I, I decided whatever, we're in the same time zone, I'll take it. But that's another thing I'd point out is like, if you're in any major city, there's usually a community of developers that have a city-specific one for you. A few years ago, I think I did one specifically for a group of devs over in SF. That one was pretty great. Um, I think that was Time Cat, actually. A game about, like, a little cat. I always do them in October, so there's always, like, witches and shit in them. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Just reuse the same assets every single year <laughs> over and over and over. I would, except... Uh, I, I, probably. He never, probably fi- he never saves them. They're uh, always... <laughs> that's uh, the biggest doof, not saving your assets. That's what Git's for. That's what repository history is for. I, I've gotten past that issue. Okay. Obviously, there's the global one, which Adam talked about earlier, which super mm-hmm. good, has a budget, um, sometimes too big of a budget, I'd argue. Um, it can get a little commercial from time to time, but it's quite nice. Uh, They'll it's kind of like, like the big game jam for one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'd say that's about right. If you were going to hear about a game jam, I feel like it would be the global game jam. Uh, name aside from oh, it's it's a global thing. Uh, it is just probably one of the bigger and most prominent ones. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. Were you still were you still talking about other ones? Because I actually had a follow up question on for you, Drew, or um, other ones you've done. Few, I think I've done a few small ones like from Newgrounds. They have mm-hmm. little jams or like little contests every so often, and I think I did that. Like, you know, back when that was a, a pro, like a thing for me, right? Um, gotcha. And like, like basically, like I try to do the major ones if they're happening. Um, I treat it kind of like an Inktober or an Anori where it's like, it's a little challenge. It's fun to do. You, you basically treat it like a treat throughout the year, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that is the ones I've participated in. And I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready for the next one, Zach. Yeah, that's that's some good experience, man. That's a lot. Yeah. You've been Thanks, Doc. This is way more game jams than I thought. I didn't even know, yeah. dude. I didn't even know you did a game jam in high school. Uh, I mean, it, it, the thing is, like, it was terrible. So don't worry about it, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, and I don't have the I file, mean, and no one will ever see that game. All I'm uh, saying. No, it's actually say, stored in my old Newgrounds it. dump files. Oh, like, I am able no. to dig it up. <laughs> It's not published, published. It's like public oh. is not allowed to see published, which makes me very. Oh, happy. that's you, that's you no fun. actually. Holy shit. I was totally right. Oh, man. It actually got the new grounds. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this kind of side question, Zach. Uh, sorry, Drew. Yeah, I was about to say. Sure Zach's answer asking that? questions. I'm asking Drew this. Uh, <laughs> we kind of touched base on it, but you, I think you'd probably agree that the biggest one would be uh, Global Game Jam. Yeah. One. That would that be about right? That's probably like the, with the most structure because it seems like a lot of the ones you've done have been very uh kind of freeform like smaller ones. That Ludum Ludum Dare or Ludum Dare? I can I never know how to say the name. I say Dare, but I can't like I'm not an official source. For Lu, for Ludum Dare, I think it was uh that's another pretty big one, but I don't think it's as big as Global Game Jam. Um uh, no, I think it intentionally stays out of the spotlight. I, mm-hmm. there might be like a little bit of sponsoring going on, but it's not the same as like a uh, global game jam, which is just, it's like a big name, right? Like you, you hear that yeah. it's got the cute acronym. Like if you're studying game dev, like you're going to have heard about it. You're going to have been at least encouraged to look into it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Right. That said, right. I, I so... would throw in, there are some more structured ones. Like um, one of the games we'll be talking about later was a part of a seven-day game jam that I can only assume allowed people to put a oh. bit more polish into it. Um, but again, like, I don't know if I could do seven days of, like, yeah. hard jamming. Yeah. Okay, Zach. Well, why don't we have you ask 
your next yeah, question, because yeah, so, I think we've pretty much covered that one. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the next thing, I I want to start with this, um, because Adam, uh, you've you've already described your experience with your one game jam as a fever dream, but could you go into <laughs> a little bit more detail? <laughs> so what's the what's the experience like of a game jam? So um, I'll go for the more general one before I go into kind of apparently there's a lot of pizza. So it it depends on what kind of game jam you're going to. Uh, like Drew said, some of them can be uh, like seven-day one or multi-day ones. A lot of the ones that I have seen and the one I participated in was a weekend one. It started on Friday and yeah. it went through Sunday. So it's generally about eh, about two days, maybe two to three days, depending yeah, this, on when it goes so through. So from what I know of game jams, that is the most typical kind of game jam is that you pick mm-hmm. out a weekend and then you work the entire weekend or, you know, you, you make game the entire weekend and then you everybody shows it off like midday on Sunday. Yeah. So um, the experience I've had was basically you get your team together um, or you, you go alone. But I'll talk with from my experience where we got our team together. And the one we did was a global game gym that had a theme. And I think it was like out, out of the box or out like the unexpected kind of thing. And we... And we sat there trying to think, okay, let's come up with a couple different ideas of what kind of match this theme. So uh, you mm-hmm. needed to zig when they thought you were going to zag. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. That's, that could, and that could be a game design idea. The, the first part of coming together for a game jam, it, it's not constant development. A lot The early part of a, of a game jam, like the first couple hours or so, uh, and people got to remember where normal game development will take like weeks or years a game jam is measured in like hours mm-hmm. something basically very important um, distinction very important to know that going into it yeah you do not have a lot of time if you want to meet the deadline and actually submit your your game for the game jam you actually are under uh you're not under like a lot of time crunch but there's a there's a bit of a uh you need to just be aware of what time is and match expectations so you're going to start off with coming up with a bunch of ideas. And you're just, the example we had is, okay, here's this idea for a card game. Well, what do we like about it? What do we not like about it? Let's think, could we build this up? Uh, okay, well, that idea isn't going anywhere. Let's think about this idea. And just like in game development, when you're kind of coming up with the original idea, you kick around a concept, and one of those concepts will eventually just kind of bubble up more interest and expansion than any of your other ideas so you start prototyping it okay what works what doesn't work yeah Um, yeah. and once you have your prototype then you can actually begin the actual development of it so what happens in the span of a couple hours like that prototyping in normal game development usually takes like much longer time but you know of course it's all condensed right yeah yeah um but yeah like and that's the impression i kind of got that it's just like like everything is happening rapid fire and just like you you have an idea you you rapidly prototype it you rapidly start getting it on the screen you just like all right get all the pieces together um see what works see what doesn't you know mm-hmm. is this enjoyable is this enjoyable and you, everybody's just kind of trying something mm-hmm. one of the most important tools you will want to bring to your game jam is paper pens and pencils n- and some note cards Mm. and maybe and and a dice and a couple and like a set of dice you mean like paper prototype materials yeah basically like 
it's a good idea to like kind of just prototype something if you like want to those are like some good tools to paper prototype something before you actually sit down and like start coding it now if you're really confident that you know kind of where you're gonna go you can just start up with the uh digital prototype yeah i feel like honest honestly i feel like you should go to it like just personally it seems like you you want to go to it without the idea in mind because like coming up with an idea for a game Mm -hmm. like as part of the game jam seems like a fun thing to do, right? Like, that seems like it's part of the experience. I... Oh, Drew disagrees. I, I don't 100% disagree. I I would argue that it's time that you... It's whatever you want to make it, right? Right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm saying that, that a fun aspect could be, you know, uh, like, just showing up totally blank and just being like, all yeah. right, let's go. Totally, totally. And like, I, I've definitely had some like really interesting ideas that I probably wouldn't have been so quick to try out had I not had that time pressure. Like, mm-hmm. Time Cat, literally like Friday night, I just, I like blocked myself off in a room with a whiteboard and just like mm-hmm. feverishly scribbled on it until I got an idea out that was like something I could put into the group chat. It's really mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. That said... Like, if you go in and you have, like, a vague idea of what you want to do, I don't feel like that's against the spirit of it. A lot of the time, right. the theme is, it's a suggestion, right? And if you want to be really competitive mm-hmm. with it, you'll take the rules, you know, to heart. But if you just have a crew that you're trying to learn something new, or you just want mm-hmm. an excuse to do something, like, it's not looked down upon or anything like that. Yeah. Like, there's 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 a lot of acceptance in any kind of game jam. Like, it's not like a yeah. hard a hard set a hard set of rules is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I agree with, with Drew on that is that like coming in with like kind of a, because of the, if there's going to be a theme, it's generally posted beforehand. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes good to like kind of have it kicking around in the back of your head. But I kind of agree with Zach on it that like, you don't want to come in. I feel like with a, we have, we are exactly going to do like this thing. We have already kind of built it kind of deal. Cause I think that there is like a fun of that initial, let's just come up with something we have a vague idea, but let's come up. But like yeah. Drew said, it's to each their own of how they decide to go for the game jam. Hell, I had a friend that did that global game jam with us. He said, fuck this, uh, the uh, theme. I'm doing my own thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so totally the only random. reason I, I'm making <laughs> that distinction out is because, like, the most recent one was the theme was uh, stuck in a loop. And it just so happened, like we had an idea sitting around that we had kind of talked about beforehand that fit the theme really well. So we didn't spend a ton of time like coming up with a new idea. We said, well, Hey, we like this already. Here's an excuse to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I, continuing forward. Um, so we have the intro stages done. Adam, what was the rest of the experience like, or do you not remember? All right. This is where things get a little hazy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because once you have your idea, and I gotta be honest, something about having only a couple hours to come up with an idea, the weirdest and most bizarre ideas are the ones that somehow get pushed forward. Yes. Like, there's something agree. weird. There's something weird about, like, okay, we only have a couple hours. So, where normally you would say, okay, that idea is a little out there and stupid. In a game jam, in game jam time, that idea gets hooked into your brain and it won't leave because sometimes that's the only quote unquote good idea you have. The relationship so, okay. between like 
goofy bullshit and doable is almost inverted for a game jam. Like, because you have a limited time okay. and, like, you, you're so much more willing to do something just kind of off the wall. It's fantastic. It's great. Oh, I see. So it's basically like... I have a limited schedule, so we're just going to do something really fucking wacky. So once once you kind of get your prototypes going, uh, you just kind of start building it. And it'll depend on the game jam of what you want to build it. I know sometimes a game jam will require you to use a certain piece of technology. Like, I know if you're going to do, like, the Unity uh, game jam, they're probably going to ask that you use Unity. But you don't always have to. It's most it's One of the cool things about game jams is... It's very freeform and open. You kind of mm-hmm. can just build what you um, what you're comfortable with. If you're good in Unity, great, use Unity. If you're a whiz at Unreal, go for it. Uh, if you're a Bizarro man who decides, hey, you know, Lua is a good language, I'll build an entire game in that. And like, all right, man, more power to you. <laughs> I'm dunking you, uh... on Lua because because we made a small game in Lua, and to this day, I don't know how it was working. I, I don't know either. I, I but, feel uh, like Lou is all right, but I personally never found out why it was Lua, all right. Lou is Lou is a, a, ta- side tangent. Lua is an interesting language. Now that I've looked at it, back in the day, it was cryptic as shit, and I have no idea what was happening. It's probably <laughs> because there was another engine sitting on top of it. That I'm like, I fuck it, get this thing out of here. Adam, what was the yeah. name of that engine? Oh, that was the that was the Corona engine. Dun dun dun! Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> So Holy I got an shit, email. I, I got an email earlier this year to say, "Hey, here's the future of Corona SDK." Uh, sadly, the Corona SDK is not being supported, or it's not getting updates anymore. But I just thought to myself, "Oh, baby, that's some good. That's some good irony or coincidence." <laughs> the wrong Corona is dying. <laughs> I hate it. So, uh, so now it becomes the building phase, and I think Drew can kind of attest to this. This is a, this is both a good chance to practice what you already know and it's a good i and it's a good time to practice something totally brand new mm-hmm. if you've never touched this thing like a particular programming language you might as well use this up an opportunity to start working on it um right that's yeah. what that's what we did a couple times where like it's like hey i i know unity kind of uh or i haven't used it in a while let's flex a bit and see how much i remember mm-hmm. and try out new libraries and engines and stuff yeah, it, it's a great mm. excuse to just force yourself into doing something. And the part where I talk about the fever dream is because once you kind of get going, it, it it can become a very fast pace of, okay, we'll try this thing. Let's uh, quick experiment, experiment, experiment. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, quick this, this, this. Okay, this feature sucks. Hack that off. Okay, by hacking that part off, now this whole part of the game makes no more sense. So we got to get rid of that. No, no, no. Bring that part back in. <laughs> and then oh you find God. out. Your friend's like, okay, I accidentally committed the wrong version. Does anybody have the block of code that we needed here? <laughs> um, oh, it's a, it's a weird experience. It's very, it's regular game development, like cranked up to 11. Well, because you want to get like the cool part in so badly, but your time is limited. And a lot of what you originally thought you'd get in, you just won't. Like you're always going to be far more ambitious than than you're capable of. It's a huge yeah. lesson in hubris every time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like Holy shit. <laughs> well, I I guess that, like Zach, I remember you did 170 with us. Do you remember when I like did. you guys would be prototyping and all that stuff and it'd be like, yes. "Hey, here's this cool feature." Um that new feature doesn't fit in this game anymore. The game the core game design has changed too much, so that's got to go. Like, but I spent all day building this. <laughs> it's got to go. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll let you jump in and say, but yeah, it's just a, it's a very quick, frantic thing. And you start making maybe not the most or best informed decisions as you're, you know, awake into the wee hours of the morning trying to work on everything. Mm hmm. This is reminding me of the ends of a lot of projects where I was sitting in a room with a lot of people and and, uh, everyone was extremely tired um, and wacky shit. Like, I still fucking remember. I don't know if either of you guys were there for it, but I was with uh, James. I was was working on a project with, like, James Farmer, I think Adam, and then I think... uh, uh, Different Adam, not me. Or was it Uh, it me? Oh, was this uh, Blood Cells? This might have... Yeah, this is Blood Cells. I think... Drew might have been there. I don't know, but I remember James Farmer just started exclaiming something just absolutely bonkers, um, <laughs> over and over again. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, like, like, was he just like that tired where he's just like saying whatever's on his mind, or was it like an in joke or something? Um, it, it's. I think it was like he just said something really like he said something that made sense at the time, but like in any other context, it was just it's like weird. And yeah. it, just, it stuck with me really hard. Um, and then I repeated <laughs> it a lot until it died and I never talk about it again. <laughs> what an experience. Uh, I'll yeah. use this point to say, uh, I what are some like odd like occurrences? Kind of what Drew, uh, sorry, what Zach was saying about how the, uh, about the, this joke made sense yeah. then. I don't know it anymore. Yeah, um, actually, I, that would be really interesting. Um, what... What weird experiences have you guys had just in terms of game jams? I'm going to open up to both of you guys. Oh, uh, oh dear. Um, okay. I'll do one, and then how about we go back and forth, uh, if you're all right with okay. that. Okay. So go I just, for it. Uh, for, on the topic of sponsorship, um, I was introduced to Soylent at one of the game jams, and they had funding, so they had, you know, all their snackums. Oh, no. This was back <laughs> before Soylent kind of picked up, and it was still in its, like, itty-bitty early startup phase. And so, for those who don't know, Soylent is a disgusting energy protein shake thing that theoretically has all all the things you need to get through the day and is named after uh, a movie about a drink called Soylent Green that is made for what? people. They actually named themselves after that? Yeah, so I got to have this wonderful conversation with a startup guy who was convinced that this was a great marketing angle, that this thing that Dude. tasted horrible. I... I am not getting money from them. I thought it tasted like garbage. But he was pleasant, so I don't want to throw shade at him. But I'm here to jam, and he's trying to, like, basically get me to try his new protein drug. uh And it was, like, the intro to a startup. And I think think he gave out a card and was like, hey, if you want to get in on the ground floor. And I was like, no, I do not. Yeah, (laughs) you you talked about some of them being too sponsored. If you go to some of the really big ones... So, uh... Game jams are can often be done just at your home or at somebody's like garage or something. But some of them will have like a big uh, like facility that you could all go to and everybody would be back packed in there. These are these are in the before times. Yes, uh, indeed, the before times. Like I remember uh, one of the global game jams. I think had this big ass facility. They rented out this whole area and you could be in there. Uh, and to kind of piggyback what Drew was talking about is like yeah, some of these sponsors are there to kind of push their you know they are there to kind of promote their thing mm-hmm. like the game jam is fun but they're also there to promote it and uh that can be a little weird when it's like hey come try this out and like do you have this other thing i kind of wanted i don't want to use this right now mm. <laughs> my my weird experiences are more subdued than that my, like i said the really uh the only like game jam i did was that game global game jam uh and it was me 
uh, Drew, our friend Ian, our friend Matt, um, and Matt's uh, girlfriend, Ashley. And we were at Matt's apartment. So it is this tiny place um, that we're all packed into. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just one table in the center that we're all like crammed around, moving around. And I just remember that the year we did that was the year that Metal Gear Revengeance uh, came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was blasting. No. It has to be this way. Literally nonstop through the entire weekend. I remember. Uh, because <laughs> I was making this game and I was like, and for some reason, at like two in the morning of the first day, I thought, you know, it'd be a really good song to use for this game. Um, I'm going to use the one of the boss tracks from Metal Gear Revengeance. And so I did. And I cannot tell you how many fucking times I had that song blasting on repeat. To the point that, like, every time I hear that song now, I think about... I get kind of stressed thinking about the game running. Because, like, here's the thing. With Game Jam games, these things are being held together by twigs and paper and the thought of sticking together. Not even glue. It's just, like, a hope that it will. And every time I played that game, I was really stressed. Like, please don't crash here. Please don't crash here. But, yeah, that was that was my... Hey, this is a good idea at 2 in the morning. Uh, I mean... I love that project because it was based off of audio, right? That's why you wanted to use a really hype oh, yeah. song. Maybe, I, maybe at some point we should kind of go over some of the games we've made. Uh, oh, but yeah. yes, I I did pick that song almost because I was in love with that boss fight. I just didn't realize how many times I'd listened to it that weekend. Uh, good times. Good times. Do you have any other experiences? Because I just thought of I have one more from that game jam. Uh, I have one that... I don't know. I don't know where it lands, but I, I don't mind talking about it. Um, this was where I was working with some people that I hadn't met before, and I was on developer duty. Uh, another buddy of mine was on, basically on 3D modeling. It was Alec again. You know, he's fucking 3D wizard. Like, if you need it, like ask him. He'll do it. That boy's a wizard. Grand wizard of the 3D realms. <laughs> he is a musician uh, or like an audio specialist from down in Los Angeles. And then uh, I believe a UI specialist. Uh, no, she mm-hmm. was doing our writing. And that's how we were able to come up with all of the lovely outcomes for our snail-based dating sim. Which, um, mm. going to extremes on game jams, that's how you do. But um, towards the tail end, when we started hooking up all the audio we were running into a lot of issues because like the audio guy hadn't really used unity a ton before and was kind of winging it. And I had him set up over discord, but it was set up in a way where I could see what he was doing, but I couldn't hear any audio coming out from his machine. (laughs) Uh So I couldn't find a way to fix it. And it was at that point where you can debug your personal technical issues, or you can just fly by the wire, you know, and we were doing that. And, um, we're trying to get it so that the snail, when it moves, actually has, like, these really crunchy, snaily noises that sound great. And for some reason, it just became this mission of ours. And it slowly became this kind of, like, weird Mission Impossible bomb operation where, like, I would just hear him go, "Oh, it doesn't work. Or maybe, maybe, maybe. And then we finally got to this moment where, like, we were, like, flipping variables back and forth. And he hits play. And I can't hear anything, and I'm like, oh, crap, we fucked up. And I hear him yell, and it's like this triumphant cheer over snail noises. And it was just, like, this really fun moment of, like, a very pedantic tiny thing. But because it was late and we were very tired, it just felt great. Mm -hmm. Wait, Um, wait. Hold up, hold up. So allow me to recreate the scene. Please do. Um, So he presses play. Yes, and and I hear nothing. Yeah, wait, wait. let Let me recreate it. Okay, okay. 
Yeah! That was it! That was what happened. It was just this giant triumphant cheer. It was great. I had a wonderful it's just moment total silence and then just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I didn't have the build. The build was on his end. So I'm sitting there watching, but it's all audio-based. I'm like, please work. Please now, work. Oh, my now, God. Now to do it. Now to do same scene, but from his end. Press play. Yeah! That, that is actually what was going on on his end. It was glorious. In those frantic moments of developing things, it is weird the small, like, little things you get hung up on where, like... This should work. This is going to work. I don't fuck the game actually launching anymore. This thing needs to work. Mm. It's it's one of those things of like, yeah, in the moment, this probably doesn't need to be. And you probably should have cut it. But you get really hung up on these small things as you're trying to build the game uh, this together. Feels, well, this they become feels... little victories for you. Like, because it's such mm. a personal experience. It's not, at some point, like, maybe you care about, like, winning the contest and getting the big whatever the hoots that they're giving you. But, like... In my experience, I will find like one or two things that are the only things I care about and they need to happen and they will mm. be petty. They have to be petty. And this was one of those times and it was awesome. That's required pettiness. It was awesome. And that dude's music was like super good. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, no, it's 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 real cool. Uh, I just kind of wanted to, to move forward. I think we got a decent idea of, of what it's like during development, but... Um, I guess my next question to move into the next one is uh, what level of exhausted are you at by the end of it? Like, while, okay, so better better to put it like this. Like, how much pressure do you feel while you're doing these things? How, how much do you feel like the clock is on, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go? Adam, you mind if I take this? Go for it. All right. Um, so for me, it's kind of changed over the years, just based off of how I've looked at them. The first ones I did were definitely, like, I was geared towards competition. And I was mm. younger, so I had more free time that was, like... I could just ignore responsibilities that as an adult, maybe I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't, I should like bathe, I guess, whatever. <laughs> um, Showers are good. They Do are. Do them, I guess. And during those times, I definitely felt exhaustion. I definitely felt, you know, that pressure because I, I was kind of unproven and I really just wanted to like have something that I said I could make. As I've gotten older and kind of learned a bit more about what's needed and kind of tempered my expectations... Like the, the like the final hours are always a stressor no matter what. Right, yeah. Though admittedly mm-hmm. by the last day you're gonna kinda know where you're at and what you'll be able to realistically achieve. Um so I would say like exhaustion is a thing, but it can definitely be tempered, right? Like Yeah. I feel like the more experienced you get, the more you realize time management is a good thing and not something to avoid. Yeah. Uh, right yeah one thing a game jam will teach you more than like a lot of classes will try to teach you this and you think you you'll kind of pick it up uh game jams will teach you time management because it is very much a trial under fire kind of thing (laughs) that's that's putting it lightly i'll kind of have to agree with the with drew on it i i think when i was younger they seemed more like stress intensive because it was like oh you're under so much stuff um the the experience i had was the beginning part can be kind of stressful because you're trying to come up with an idea. And especially if you're somebody who's trying to follow all of the guidelines of the game jam and you're somebody who's like, if you do get caught up in the competition of it. Um, and by the mm-hmm. way, not all game jams are, but there usually are some awards for like the submissions. They'll, they'll um, have like cash prizes or like cool little like medals or something. Yeah. 
I, but yeah. the beginning part can be stressful as you're trying to come up with an idea and the end part can be stressful, but for kind of a different reason that the end part, uh, there always seems to be something weird about submitting these things. Like, uh, like trying to get that build, making sure it's the right build. Uh, just like in real development, it seems like all of the worst problems show up during submission. It's never during like the actual testing phase. It's always got to be right at the end. And strongly, no strongly agree. Like, like plan an uh, hour or two at least to make sure you have that, like that there's no technical issues. Cause like, it yeah, will freak right, you yeah. out. Uh, but like, there's a weird euphoria in the middle I found. And hmm. it's going to be kind of odd to say where like the middle part where you're actually building the thing and even when you get to like your petty small like I got to have this fixed or anything like that those can be a lot of fun just cuz it's a project that you're working on and you kind of forget that like yeah you're you're just kind of building something uh that was my experience going through it I know um that might be different for people especially if they're very competitive I was not mm. I honestly didn't care but yeah mm. I, I, I think they can be they're very tiring you are constantly active and your brain is running yeah, I was about to say quick time. I was, I was about to ask, like, like, okay, I, I get that, like, like while you're doing it, like, you can manage it a lot better, but it's it's got to be something that, like, you finish and then you sort of collapse somewhere and sleep. Well, well, Zach, when you're hopped up on five hour energies and oh, uh, no. monster, let me tell you, you're good to go. Like, you're running a marathon, and once the marathon's over, like, whatever you've done, you're done for the day, and very likely the day after like yeah yeah your energy to, is, is gone. like i was just asking how hard do you crash after the five oh, hour, hour very. <laughs> you are done i remember the day after with my game i wanted to sleep but my parents are like oh show us the game you made show us the game like no mom and dad it's not even that good let me sleep <laughs> let him rest Stop waking me up to show me these things you don't care that's so good um but yeah no okay so that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. And, and um, just to finish off the experience, because, uh, yeah, now we're at the end part of it. Submissions for these games. Uh, like Drew said, always give yourself an hour because there will be some some issue. Some file won't upload correctly. Something will be missing. It'll be the wrong version of something. It's just a fucking, it's a fucking hassle. It's always, dude, everything, everything anywhere vaguely like this is always a pain in the ass. M- yeah, my template has become... If it's like a like a weekend one, if it's a Friday, like get your idea down, like assign jobs and just get get version control in your tech stack set up. And don't don't try to do anything beyond maybe like a, a demo scene like mm. the day after is your your bulk day. Get get all the crux and the meat of it in. And then Sunday is do whatever polish you can and then allocate all the time to making sure you have a clean build at every hour. You need that sanity check. If you don't have that, you're right, going yeah. sane. At least I so do. Sunday is polish. So Sunday is polish and bug fix, and then Saturday is the like actual dev day. Yeah, well, because like during the Saturday, like you have as much time as you're willing to stay up. On a Sunday, you're gonna have like an actual time to actually submit. So you're more right. under yeah, the that's gun. True. Like you mentioned, sorry, that you mentioned earlier, you assigned teams on Fridays, but I'm I'm kind of more interested. Like like you you've mentioned that you can do it solo, but when you're working in a group, how big are the teams usually? And like, how do you decide on what roles get distributed and what kind of roles exist? Mm. Is it just general like game dev style roles? Mm. But like I like I imagine like everybody's gonna kind of be doing everything because the teams aren't gonna be that big, right? 
Uh, well, like with anything, it's going to depend on the jam, the composition, what have you. Typically, people who go to these things already know what they want to do. Like, I show up and I say, I'm a programmer, let me, let me write horrible lines of code for you. And someone will show up and be like, hey, I want to make music, someone wants to be a writer, someone wants to, you know, do the art. So you can usually filter like that. And from there, it might be a matter of just, like, picking people who fit your composition really well. If you're not just there with your friends trying to do, like, something with your buddies. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Because kind of like what you were saying is, like, I know from my experience, when you have your group of friends, you kind of have a good idea of what you're all kind of looking for. So mm -hmm. that makes it easier. Uh, but, yeah, definitely picking people up, like, randos, of like, here's what I'm kind of good at. Uh, now, granted, that has the, you know, these are, like random people um so sometimes it can be like a boy i really hope this person is as good as a uh, at audio compositions they said that would be bad if they secretly did not know <laughs> but then that's you know that's kind of luck of the draw kind of deal i'm trying to think because I, I know there it's usually you can have as big a team as you need um but it's usually as big a team as you think you can reasonably get things done with because too small and you're going to overwork everybody or you're going to you know kind of be bottlenecked for people to actually do stuff but if it's too big then it kind of becomes a little unruly you know mm. where it's like if, if you need a second project manager your team's too big <laughs> uh i would go so far as say if you have if you have a dedicated project manager that might be a bit big like i i assume team sizes don't get larger than like five people usually usually yeah okay i will say uh it's usually the case kind of like what drew is saying that the people that come in with like i want to do this thing are usually going to be doing just that there mm -hmm. is if it's a much smaller group it will become a kind of an overlap thing where yeah yeah if i'm the only person like for the game i made i had to be both the programmer and the person getting like the the mm -hmm. tech stack set up and stuff like that and that's so it's usually like here's your dev person Right, and then yeah, you might yeah. have your art person to kind of either make assets or go find assets. Right, yeah. You might have a planner. I, I know I certainly haven't. We've had ones that like kind of organically pop up as just people who are good at that, and still so just be like, mm -hmm. "You should do this now," and there isn't enough time to argue or do any of that weird power game bullshit. Someone just tells you to do something, and you're just like, "Oh, I guess I'm doing that now." Well, because you're under time yeah. pressure, so it's like, "Okay, that's a plan." That's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, some, so the one person who has a plan, you follow that plan. That actually reminds me of something of a lot of Overwatch. So in Overwatch, there there are professional Overwatch players. And one of the biggest, biggest pieces of advice they give you is a poorly executed plan executed, you know, like a poor plan executed by the entire team is better than a than an excellent plan executed by like one or two members of the team. I like mm. that advice a um, lot. It's just like, it doesn't matter exactly what the plan is. Everybody just needs to be on board with it. Yeah, and that kind of goes into what I what I was gonna follow up with. Um, one piece of good advice I have for game jams is if you're gonna be in a team, if somebody if somebody feels like they can't do a role, there is no reason to put like really push them to try to do that. Like, of course, if that person wants to be like a music or audio engineer and they want to try that, go for it. But you really don't benefit yourself by saying, hey, uh, you, you're going to be the writer because that's what you, you know, you're comfortable with writing, but we also need a dev, so you're going to learn dev. And it's like, you're yeah. not, you're kind of going to, like, shoot yourself in the foot because now they're going to have to try to learn that stuff and they may make some mistake that you oh, got to yeah, fix yeah, later. Oh, yeah, 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 
So, so I mean, like, you have everybody working on the roles. Like, when you're determining roles, you want everybody working on roles that are important to them. But I'm just saying that, like, when it comes to, like, the plan, like, if the oh, person's yeah, yeah. role is this, then, like, like you know they're going to be doing that. And that's part of, you know, that's going to be part of the plan. Yeah, and that's why I brought it up because I think that that flows into it is that you don't want to – you don't want to push somebody like too far out into something with that now they have no idea what they're doing because yeah, like, yeah. everybody kind of needs to be doing something. I, I guess the the other question is this is something that I, I would be actually very curious about. Um, how often are you using just sort of like free assets that you found somewhere or some other kind of external resource? I highly recommend you do so if you are more concerned about design over the educational aspect. I know if you're using Unity, you have the entire store at your disposal. And there's a lot of good kits out there for just getting things rolling with teams very quickly. Like um, like hackathon kits or like anything that'll just be like, you know, this is an outline for your repository, your documents, um, mm, maybe mm. Um, pull in like libraries that are focused on the sort of thing you're making. Um, for example, right, yeah. we used a library called Fungus to make the text appear very clean and kind of responsive for uh, Love Snails. Ah, uh-huh. And oh. that, w- that was a huge thing because we didn't, the idea wasn't like, oh, we want to learn Unity or oh, we want to learn this thing. The idea was we have this idea and we just want to create like a functional prototype or proof of concept. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how, in my case, whenever I start a project, the hardest part is always the beginning because all the annoying stuff that you do once and forget about takes up so much time. So anything that can rip that out of my life, I, I am all for yeah yeah that's the hardest part for me in a lot of programming projects too is just the setup that spending that first day getting your tech stack mm-hmm. like here's the engine that's going to run here's maybe how we're going to display the text or here are the big players and anytime you can bring in a library or some pre-setup thing to help you with that that's time saved because you don't necessarily need to worry about that anymore it mm-hmm. may not be exactly what you want but it will give you a good approximation of what you're tr- you're aiming for and that's generally what you're looking for in a game jam yeah Um, i think of it like like mm -hmm. you know when you if you paper prototype and you'll have like some like like some monopoly pieces or maybe some legos or something like that's better than just like manually making the pieces yourself like bring in (laughs) what you like like crafting your own like little lego bricks or like grabbing wood from the backyard and chopping it up is not worth your time unless you're trying to learn how to be a carver and the same kind of idea applies to like your tech stack yeah (laughs) I think that's what you meant by the educational part, because yeah. there is a aspect of I want to learn how to do this, and that's totally that's obviously one of the benefits of a game jam. But oh, yeah. yo, I can't tell you how many times for that for those games it was like, okay, I need this thing. Go to Google Images and see if we can find this, because I have no time to draw this. <laughs> Just bring it in. You can prototype it out later. Crazy right, ass yeah. shit like, hey man, what's that panda doing attacking that walrus? <laughs> I don't know. That panda represents this and that walrus represents this. And like, that makes no damn sense. See, now um, I want to play the panda versus walrus game. That sounds really fun. Why are they fighting? That could be your next game jam. Oh, sick. Sick. I love it. So yeah, so basically definitely use external resources. That's what I'm getting here. Just if your focus is on the game development and the prototyping and not strictly on learning something. Like I don't want to tell people right. not to learn the thing they want to learn. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. If your goal is to learn it, then you should learn it. But if you just want to, if you want to do something else, then using the external resource will help. Uh what I was gonna say, game jams will now teach you how to find things uh that you'll need. 
And what I mean by that is, like, let's say you are making a text thing and you're like, okay, I want to find a library for for uh, displaying text. The process of you finding that library, if you didn't already know that was there, will then teach you how to find other things for future projects. You'll kind of be better at like, okay, I have these basic needs of any engine or library, and now I know how to better search for future things. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot no, of practical skills that just come up with the, the like, because you, you're going through, like, a mini iteration, basically. So you do pick mm-hmm. up, like, all these very valuable life skills if you look at it from that lens. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, anyways... Moving on to the next thing. Uh, let's do uh, a little bit of a little wrap up. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> overall, how do you guys feel about uh, what we call game jams, where we sit down and make games oh. for a weekend or a week or a night? Horrible um, idea. Throw it away. Usually with them. Do you do you think they are cool? Do you think they are not cool? Um, I will ask the questions and then I will just sort of, uh, listen to your answers and not do anything, uh, because I am a journalist. I see. But, sorry. That was <laughs> you some, have amazing that was some journalistic that I need to stop. <laughs> I think game jams are totally worth it. They are a good experience. They, it'll teach you a lot of practical skills. It'll teach you a lot of functional and technical skills. And you'll pick up a lot through osmosis, just being... The reason I advocate for being in groups is because it's a really good chance to learn a new skill, possibly with somebody else. And I find that like paired programming or paired researching is always good because it helps you get like two lines of thought. Um, but it also like if you pair up with somebody that's like a really good expert in a particular thing, that's a, that's a resource you can now learn from. And, you know, if you guys end up working, uh, working well together that's somebody you can then call on to like say hey i need some help figuring this out uh so it's also a really good networking thing oh yeah i i think they are a really good experience i think you know you kind of get a lot out of going to them mm-hmm. strongly and you get agreed. A whole game at the end strongly agreed i like if you like even if you're not interested in like game development specifically if you like have some kind of artistic outlet and you just want an excuse to like push it to some degree, these are great great times to do that. If you're a musician okay. and you want to come up with some cool tracks, great place to do it. There will be a hundred teams that will like bow down and like ask you for all your pretty pretty sounds. If you're mm-hmm. an artist and you want to like crack out some cool like assets, people will happily take it. If you're a writer, people will happily have someone take care of that. I, I think of whatever discipline you have, like, that's one of my favorite parts about games is it brings different types of people, like, creative or otherwise together. And I just think this is, like, a really good way to, like, get a taste for it and just, like, do something fun and enriching at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I do think, as someone who dislikes crunch culture, I think there is definitely a competitive edge to uh, game jams that maybe doesn't need to be as prevalent i i have personally had a lot of fun when i'm with people who say we're doing this for fun and they kind of understand that but i think as long as you have that attitude it'll be well worth your time and you'll make something weird and then you can show it to people and and it's really good shit to people yeah that's thank you that that is your jam drew that is Um, my jam i just realized uh, drew we never said like what games we've actually made i mean i listed a couple of them oh well we heard about the snails uh dating sim uh, I'll rattle mine off because I have very short list. Uh, we had 
a me and Drew came up with this uh, magician-based card game where you were playing as two magicians, and you each get a hand of cards that um, that you'll use. And in the middle, that you put down a magic trick, and you are basically playing as two magicians trying to one-up each other by adding, like, conditions and deals. And at some point, you call the other person's bluff, and you try to see, like, could you actually do that trick or not? It was great. <laughs> I don't... I think I have the cards somewhere in my room. Oh, good. Uh, and it's something I'm, like, always kind of like, oh, that'd be kind of fun if I actually knew, like, if I studied more about, like, kind of the gambling and, like, uh, what's a good word for it? Like, the kind of deceit-based games. Deception? Like, uh, yeah, deception. Uh, and then the other game I made was this really, I thought it was a really cool little music game where... It was a tube shooter, which basically means you're basically playing as this little block go- traveling down this tube, and you can put in a audio track, and it will generate a level for you, and you'll do this like little shmup kind of deal as you're going around the edge of the tube. Uh, hmm. That was very fun. I still am very much in love with that idea, and I think about going back to like do more with it. But boy, that I would need to start over because boy, that code base is fucking catastrophe it's always fun to look at your your past sins and cry a little bit like here i'll tell you how it worked out somebody put together this little audio visualizer uh in unity Mm -hmm. so basically it's it's 64 little cubes and they rigged it up so that like as the different audio levels go up and down these blocks go up and down kind of like a audio visualizer and i had the great idea of what if i just put a collision box up top here and as the Bits go up and down and collide with this thing. It'll just spawn a cube on the tube. And it's great for a prototype, but it makes no fucking sense when you actually look at it. I think visually, even if I don't know what's going on, it's very cool to look at. And I like the fact that I could listen to badass music as it was happening. Those are some, those are some good jams. Good jams. Good jams. Okay, um, I'll rattle yeah. off... Uh, I'll, ra- I'll, rattle, I'll rattle off... Uh, I'll rattle what I remember, and I'll finish this <laughs> sentence, good God. So my first one was You Are Alone, which was, as I mentioned earlier, my first Ludum Dare, uh, basically a little flash game. You're trapped inside talking to this AI robot and trying to find out why you're trapped inside, if it's safe to go outside or not, um, if you can trust this evil machine. And it was like a fun little text adventure. After that, I got a little bit more lighthearted. The theme was, uh, I think just like getting it done and so i did like a little educational game about evolution which was just these levels of circles learning like i added a new rule for every level of how to get the circles to talk together to make circle babies and evolve um so that was kind of fun ah getting it done yeah yeah getting it done yeah, yeah. Well, it's about getting evolution it so you know you gotta gotta have some baby making going on there yeah, the most important part of evolution. I mean, the funnest part, as far as I care. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, There was the Adventure Time one, which I loved. I sincerely loved making that one. That one I did solo. It was, it was Pit of the Ice King, which was, for anyone who's a fan of Adventure Time, it was Finn, and at the time he was hanging out with his lady Fire Princess, and he had to go down a well to get a magic crystal from the Ice King to give back to her to... And I just got like some cute chiptune music, spam some assets out really quick. That one was super fun. I actually really like how that one turned out. A couple of Unity ones. Um, I think there was a Global Game Jam one I did with 
Jason and a couple other guys, and it was another sad, sad person in a hospital game going through a dream sequence, which is a theme. There was a uh, time cat, you know, cat where you're trying to basically come up with spells to like win points for your like witch lady or what have you. Love snails, which was a dating sim about snails and which snail is right for you. Did you did you do that one in Renpai? Renpai. Sorry, Renpai is like that's like the language for doing dating for for like doing visual novels. Oh no, we did Unity, and that was when I we pulled in the fungus library. So oh. that worked with. We didn't know fungus was the name of the library at the time, but when we pulled it in, it made a, a sick kind of sense with our snails going around yeah, and like yeah, a little yeah. brush. I was I was very amused when you're like, oh yeah, we brought in the fungus thing for the snail game. Yeah, I, I like saying it. It's fun. Uh, obviously, the ones that I did um, the wizard game uh, with Adam, where we had we had a tiny table and lots of paper cards everywhere and i think there was someone else hanging out with uh, ashley at the time who didn't really get what we were doing and we tried to present no we it. made it <laughs> we made her play test it constantly oh, oh no <laughs> and uh you know little plug uh most recently bad commute which um the theme was stuck in a loop and it was based off of some of the dread you get when you're stuck on caltrain or bart or just like going through your day-to-day commute and it just I tapped into a lot of, like, emotions from earlier on in my life, and uh, we're currently trying to polish it up a little bit, so, you know. All, all I'm saying, like, you you should you should uh, find someone who has to drive through, like, drive through traffic commute in a car, mm-hmm. and get a little bit of input from them if you want to further work on this game, because that is the truest hell of commute. Ooh, I mean... is it's It's all the agency... It's it's all the stress associated with the agency of driving a car <laughs> mixed with the hell of nothing is moving and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> oh. See, here's the thing. That is exactly what it's based on. It's all the bad parts of driving with none of the good parts of driving. Oof. <laughs> oh, Zach, I should interview you later. We should, we should talk this through. I feel like you have some good insights. <laughs> Listen, I... I am going to push extremely hard to get more to get like work from home days from my job because holy shit, driving into work was a miserable experience. Mm-hmm. Wait, do they have you doing that now? I thought you were remote right now. Um, I had to drive in a couple days over the last few weeks to like replace my computer. Oh, I see, I see. Um, and like one of them was like for an upgrade, and the other one I had to like swap around the computers because of a virus. But uh, um, and just like driving up and down, I was just like, holy shit. Like one of the days I drove up in 19th Avenue, two lanes in ni- on 19th Avenue were closed. That two. sucks. <laughs> Before this podcast turns into the I can't believe California traffic. Yeah, it's that's true. We're, here. we're supposed to be talking it's about still game bad. <laughs> we're just talking about our shitty old commutes. <laughs> anyway, um, what, what's uh, next let's, on let's the head back. Let's 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 bring ourselves back to reality and like. So so we've talked about the ones that you guys have made. Why don't we talk about the ones that have genuinely been really successful like the top end ones and see what they were doing i'm so glad you asked zach we have a list of uh game jam success stories that uh we can rattle off real quick just go Mm -hmm. over them first on our famous success stories of game jams did you know thomas was alone first game by mike bithel himself uh 2d cube 2d little squares talking to each other with more story than it should started as game jam yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that it started off as a game jam, but now that you tell me, it makes perfect sense. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> a lot of these games that you were listing on here, I was looking at them like, I, 
you know, I, I doubt that they were actually finished during their game jams. But one of the things that happens is if you get a really good idea and you like it, you mm. can keep working on it. And I feel like yeah. that's what a lot of these did. But yeah, Thomas is alone. That's a really good one. That's that's a a really good core idea mm-hmm. uh, done in a very kind of subdued, like minimalist style that you can easily just kind of go, yeah, we can iterate on this real quick. Yeah. yeah exactly like I, I just i just look at the game because like thomas was alone is just like you play as a block that is sliding along the floor mm-hmm. and you need to solve like and it's just like uh puzzle solving essentially yeah and a lot of his original prototype was just about like the idea of having a narrator when that was novel and like having the characters like move very simply but he wanted like the story element in there and so mm-hmm. he like he knew what he wanted, and he found a way to jerry-rig it into a very simple idea. And I think that, right, yeah, like you look at that, it's like that's like a perfect way to do a to do a jam, right? It's like it's simple. Mm-hmm. You know what you want, and once you're there, you polish it to hell, and you you hire a, yeah. a guy with great, great narrative uh, ability. I like the narrator from Thomas Was Alone. Yeah. What else we got? Oh, we got Goat goat Simulator, which, you know... Can we compare that with the next one? Because I'm looking at both of them. I feel like they're very similar in terms of, like, how how game go. Yeah, that's fair. Goat Simulator and Surgeon Simulator. I think they're both in the same vein of, like, as we noted earlier, goofy idea. And then, like, bad physics is always fun. Like... Yeah, I'm just saying... Both of these games are just bad physics simulator. <laughs> bad physics, but working, which I think is totally fair. Like, if something's goofy and fun, do it and be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, it's it's great. Both of them are pretty pretty excellent. And yeah, they, they just fit straight in within the category of just like, we made goat and now goat go fly. I personally, <laughs> I personally prefer goat simulator because I can play as a tall goat, which is just a giraffe. And I think that's oh. the funniest joke fucking ever. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> that's just me. Next, we got Super Hot, which I didn't know was a game Super jam, but makes a lot Super of sense. Uh, it was over like seven days of time. It was like one of the longer ones. And novel idea. I'm guessing they just really liked what they did and kept going with it. I mean, yeah, no. Super Hot is, is a really solid game. Yeah. Like, And now that you tell me it's a game, it was a game jam game, um, even though it was done over seven days, like, it's still, like, it makes sense. Like, it, I like look at it and go, like, it's super minimalist aesthetic um, and, like, a very, very tight but very simple um, design overall. It makes a lot of yeah. sense that it used to that it started off as a game jam. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, they finished it, they polished it, but like you can see where those core ideas for the look and feel came from. I can see that being mm-hmm. like brainstormed together really quickly. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it feels like a lot of these ones have this this certain element of just like the mechanics are are very unique and very simple. Um, and then the aesthetics seem to be pared down as much as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, like learning to boil down your idea to its bones is really important. And if you can do that in a game jam, you will probably have a good time. You'll probably actually mm-hmm. want to show the thing you worked on to people. Mm-hmm. And um, last one we got here. It's a game that I like quite a bit. I don't know if you guys have played it, but Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time apparently started out as a game jam. And, uh oh. Yeah, it's a super cute, like, little co-op game where you and your lover travel through space trying to bring in love back to the universe. space time? Yeah, in a dangerous space time. Whoa. And you're, you're Whoa. shooting blocks and working together. It's a ton of fun. Um, wow. I mean, like, you guys should play it. It's really good. 
Yeah, we could check that out. That'd be <laughs> yeah, kind of fun. I, I can definitely try and check it out. Um, I am I am in no spend mode right now. That but, is fair. Uh, when I am back into spend mode, I will uh, check it out. Let me put it like this, Zach. It is a couch co-op game, so when you inevitably get your new roommate, it's a great way to get to know them. <laughs> just like, See? just slap it on the fucking... Get it on the PS4, put it on the big screen TV. Me and the roommate, we jam. I mean, no, why did you become Italian? That I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Sometimes you have two accents. <laughs> you know, it could be part of your interview process. Just like, okay, oh, nice no. to meet you. Um, so we got a couple levels. We're gonna see how far you get, and uh, I'm gonna grade your performance. Anyways, off topic completely. Uh, but those are some famous success stories. Some some like yeah. big games that you might well some. Some games. I, I don't know if I want to say some of these games are big, but uh, hey, Superhot's pretty big. That got a actually a lot of these games are pretty big. They they yeah, were pretty yeah. big when they came out, and uh, they're I, I guess worth, big in the cloud sense. I, mm-hmm. I was I was like I was saying like big in the like it's they, a triple A game sense, but they like, are definitely indie games. I'll tell yeah, you there's that. some really popular indie games that have been game jams. Yeah. Um, and but, uh, yeah, no, just uh, you know, cool I, stuff. I think we've jammed. All we can on this podcast jam. Yeah! Our podcast game jams. We all came together to jam out a podcast. Well, no, they're, they're not. Mm. No, we, we, they're different. So, I don't... Let me go through the mental gymnastics on my own, and I'll figure out a way that they're game jams. You know, you know what be... the equivalent of, of a podcast game jam would be? What would mm. an equivalent be? 24-hour podcast, maybe? <laughs> I think that's just a radio station. That's... Yeah, I guess it would be like a radio, (laughs) (laughs) fucking like a weekend radio station. Okay, we got to end this. We're getting into the stupid part. Zach, have we learned anything during our time today talking about game jams? (laughs) Hey, everybody! It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson: Always remember to prep your food, or else you'll be forced to eat pizza all week. And that's the lesson of the day. There we go. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> that that sounds like suspense. a that sounded like a good time though. Like <laughs> it's yeah. Like, like you're not no, incentivizing. I, I, I have a frozen well. pizza. I forgot. Okay, listen. I didn't cook yesterday, and I'm like, oh, I have to cook dinner tonight with the 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 meal prep stuff I have. And then I was like, wait, that means I'm not gonna have time to cook my lunches for the week. And so like when I was at Safeway today, I was like. Well, I guess I gotta take the frozen pizza. Uh, oh no! Sad days. Uh, I got like the healthiest looking pizza I could. Oh, that's a travesty. Well, listeners, thanks for uh, hanging out with us for another lovely uh, discussion of all things video game. If you got any comments, want to reach out, just want to say hi, or just you know general feedback, you can reach us on Twitter. You can reach us on Facebook. You can leave a review on iTunes, which we would love you to do because fight the algorithms. And if you want to talk to us directly, you can always hit us up at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. This week's music from Pro Leader, as usual, he has some new singles out. So by all means, check that stuff out. Fun little update. For the week of Halloween, we've decided we're going to try and do a little streaming exercise. Adam has gotten a list of excellent spooky games together for the week mm-hmm. that he, uh, myself, and Zach will be streaming. We're working on the schedule right now, but it looks to be a fun time. So if you got any free time that week, come on by, hang out with us. I guess to clarify, Adam will be playing all of these games. We will show up in the the voice. You will hear them like disembodied voices, like ghosts from another yeah. time. It's true. We will be ghosts that 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 show up sometimes and and make commentary and. Uh, 
make fun of uh, Adam's ability to play games. No, no, I'm I'm gonna be a pro. Please don't make fun of me. Don't bully me. <laughs> okay, absolutely. We will have uh, more details later, but you can find those uh, on all of our social media platforms and um, be at the ready because we'll be doing it. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah. And uh, on that note, gentlemen, uh, shall we say goodbye? Yes, we should say I goodbye. 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 Have a great day. See you later. See Bye, you. everybody. Oh, goodbye. Bye.